0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com.
1: Welcome to the journey where we are going to talk about a lifestyle with dogs and throw in a few life lessons along the way. Whether you're a hound hunter, a bird dog enthusiast running setters, pointers, retrievers, or a flat-out running dog junkie, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Heath Hyatt, a certified law enforcement canine trainer with over three decades of personal and professional training and handling experience. It's time for me to pay it forward. So grab your leads, lace up those boots, and come and join me on this lifelong process of teaching, training, and learning called the journey do you like to be outdoors like i do hunting fishing hiking if so onyx is the app for you i've been a loyal onyx user since 2013 it's the one app i can honestly say i use daily while hunting i know where i'm at at all times I mark trails, feeding, bedding areas, and the list goes on. When I'm traveling, I use it to pre-scout all the new places that I'm blessed to hunt. While out west hiking Yellowstone, I knew exactly where every trail went and the difficulty of each one. And here's a secret. I even use it to mark my favorite fishing spots. It's been a game changer at work. I've used it numerous times to get in touch with property owners. I even landed MedFlight one time in the middle of nowhere using the GPS coordinates. OnX has so many great features and tools, you can literally use it for everything. It is by far the best mapping app on the market. And hey, it's Houndsman XP approved. So get started with OnX today using HXP20 and know where you stand. Bryce, my main man Matthews, back in the house today. Uh, of course, you guys know Bryce from his podcast. It was um, "Deep and Lonely," "Deep That's what and Lonely," it was. <laughs> and then uh, he switched it over. He just now dropped the the Simper dogging, and I'm gonna tell you, Bryce was down here with me, down here in December with me, and he was Simper dogging everything. Hey, take a picture of this. Hey, we're gonna get this on video. Hey, like, semper dog, semper dog, semper dog. So you guys go over if you haven't. I know that we kind of run two different um, platforms. Bryce is in the coon hunting world, but he's going to do some <clears throat> switching over and get a little bit more um, broad with the stuff that he does. And like I said, Bryce has been coming down here for, what's this, four or five years, we said?
0: Yeah, I, I think we figured it out. We got it figured out. It's been four years and five trips. Got,
1: yes, because you come twice the first year. That's right, yep. when we had Chad in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, just a real quick recap how Bryce and I, my relationship started. Um, we done a freedom hunt for freedom hunters, um, Anthony Pace and that group. And, you know, Houndsman XP tied in tight with those guys. And, you know, we want to give back and, and, and share our love for what we do with people. And there's no better people to do it with than the military. So my very first freedom hunt... Uh, Bryce came down and was kind of, uh, I don't know if he was um, hired out, but he come down to video it. It was no hiring, I promise. <laughs> so Bryce came down and uh, videoed the hunt with uh, Chad McCoy. Uh, Chad's super good dude. Um, he was in the Special Forces. And, you know, we've made a lot of good relationships through Freedom Hunters and doing this um, those hunts. So I'm kind of honored that I'm I'm able to to do that because, you know, we do do stuff. We, we, you know, the sport that we're in, you know, not a lot of people, even though it looks awful big, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, there's not a lot of people that, that do what we do and chase dogs around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Bryce, that's how Bryce and I met. Then he come back in December and hunted again and took his first bear. I remember yep. that well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't we all?
1: <laughs> I bet old fuzzy remembers that one too. Yeah, um, yeah, and then you know, you, I think you took took one. We didn't take one. Yeah, you did last year. The year before that, when uh, Jason uh, Steve was with you. Yeah, when Basham came, we didn't take one. Right, <coughs> it was all it was all sales, and uh, we've yep. you know we've tried to stay away from that. And then last year you got a uh, got one was in a hole, and then this year you got a nice one, and maybe we'll round out that. Maybe we'll talk about that story a little bit because it, it got a little western.
0: Oh, did <laughs> it, got, it ever? It was a good I mean, I wouldn't say good time, but it was exciting for sure.
1: Got a little sideways. I gotta do it. Wesley got on me. He said, Man, you got you gotta start carrying a gun. You gotta start doing better. And I you know, honestly, Bryce, I hate it. You know, I hate taking a gun. Um I know let's let's save that story for the end though. Let's yeah. round it out with that one. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh yeah, so we got Bryce Bryce in and we're just going to talk about bear hunt just a little bit. Well, we're going to go over some hunts. And then, of course, Bryce was only here for the first week. He and I have kind of chatted, and I sent him some videos and pictures of kind of the rest of the season. We'll kind of cap that off. And then I'm going to kind of break down my pack, let you guys know where we're at. I know you, some of you guys have asked about the A-litter. Uh, we'll we'll break them down. I'll kind of tell you where, where they're at with, with mine. And then before we end up with the cowboy story, we're gonna break down a new litter that I have um, and you know''m I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm, I'm always excited about my litters because you never know what to expect. like you just don't know and they're a handful. they are into everything. My neighbors think I thank the Lord I have good neighbors because they're baying their horses up, they're chasing Travis's cows and he'll like, hey, are you home? yeah what you got and he goes can you holler at your puppies <laughs> they're running they're <laughs> running my like cows through the field so i've got great neighbors um and i'm blessed and of course you know we we break them from that stuff because we don't want them to do it but yeah so
0: no i know whenever i was down there that one day you you you're leaving to go somewhere and you call me you said hey will you step out the door and call for them pups they're trying to help the neighbor load the horse into the trailer and they yeah. don't need their help <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were down at uh, Chloe, down at the barn. Yeah. And I mean, and that's a good thing because, like, I've, you know, I've got uh, a stable beside me. They lease, they lease some of the land, they lease the land for people to board their horses. Um, You know, there's multiple dogs running in and out because, you know, all the, all the horse people have dogs with them. And then on the other side of my driveway, you know, Travis is running, I don't know, 20, 30 head of cattle. And so, yeah, they have plenty of opportunity to get into mischief,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, rush just real quick, uh, let's we'll, we'll run down your week. Um, you don't have to go in depth on it. We'll we'll hit more in depth on what the, after you left, but your week. Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, so you know, started out. Um, you know, we went over there, hung out over there, did a did a nice job getting everybody rounded up where they needed to be positioned before the day started. Um, once everybody was where they needed to be, then we, you know, we, we took off hiking and walked in and, you know, spook kept trying to range out a little bit and he'd make a loop and he'd come back and he'd make a loop and he'd come back. And you were like, you know, I'm really not sure what's going on here, but nothing, he never would stick nothing. He kept kind of coming back. And about the third time he did it, um you know hot rods dogs opened up and kind of were working down the holler and down towards the creek down there and um you know spook had took off and kate took off and joined them and within no time we had a bear in the air Mm -hmm. like it was in it was a you know pretty quick race and walked in there pretty thick and you know one of the coolest things that i think I enjoy about going out and hunting with you guys is I'm pretty sure that every year since I've come the first year, whenever I see Forrest, Wesley fuzzy, when I see all those guys for the first time in Virginia, it's at the base of a tree. Like, <laughs> it, it is like, we don't meet up beforehand and you know, it's like you're trekking through the mountains and then bam, there you go. There's your friends you haven't seen in a year. And everybody, you know, shakes hands, rubs <laughs> elbows and at the base of a bear tree. <laughs> Yeah, so I've always found that interesting, but, you know, we, we were able to um, sit there at that tree for a while and really just look at that bear and study it and make an informed decision uh, whether we were going to harvest that bear or not, and the group decided not to harvest it. Uh, you know, we let it live another day, and, and it was just really neat. You know, Chris has been talking a lot about um, responsible uh, conservation wild, or wildlife conservation and how hound hunters really get a firsthand opportunity to see what they're working with and what the game that their hounds have, have treed and are we going to harvest it or not? Are we, we get a chance to make that decision and we get time to sit there and study it. And and that's what we did. You know, we, we opted not to harvest that bear. So, um, you know, that was just really nice to see all the teamwork. Everybody, everybody did a good, did a good job. And while we we're at that tree, forest dog bumped off on their own and they treed, uh, two more bear. So three, yeah, three, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not make it to those trees Forrest kind of went off and did his thing, got his dogs rounded up and then we're walking out, uh, you know, just kind of coming down the mountain where the trucks were going to be at just easier to go out. And, uh, let me, let me get my story straight here. I got to make sure I'm remembering, right? I believe that's when Hunter and Greg's dogs creed, right? Or, or am I missing a bear in between there? We treed so many bears the first day. I'm having a hard time remembering. It was
1: five and
0: you remember Five bears, four trees right
1: yes and remember because we called chris pal because he was on his way to virginia we facetimed him and said pal if you won't catch barry gotta get you a walker dog yep
0: we sure did we were at the <laughs> tree had a bear in the air and you know i was like honestly thinking i was like on that last tree i was like if this is how the week is gonna go then i am not ready for it because that sucker was in some Ooh. terrain you had to be a mountain goat to get up to Every step you took, it was okay. Am I gonna break an ankle, twist a knee, or what's happening here? Because it was nothing but straight up and down rocks. Yeah,
1: yeah that that um, that was a difficult that was a difficult climb.
0: <laughs> yeah. it, it was, and you know, and once we got where the dogs were at on the tree, like you, there was no footing. I mean, it was just sliding. It was like a landslide the whole time. It was uh, rock
1: and yeah shale. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it just there was nowhere to sit or stand or do anything.
1: I'll tell so you it, what, really
0: it was so bad in there
1: that we hollered on the radio, and Bry- Bryce and I didn't have no dogs at that tree. We tied ours up down at the bottom of the mountain, and we hollered back and told Hunter and Forrest, "Don't come up here. We got them. Don't come up here." Like
0: yeah, absolutely, because it, it, it
1: was no sense in it.
0: No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a bear that we were willing to harvest. Um mm-hmm there was, there was just no point in more people coming up there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I took some videos and put made a little reel about it. Just Mm -hmm. tried to show just how steep it was because guys, I'm telling you, this flatlander is not prepared for that. Every year I go down there, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. And then I get there. I'm like, no, I'm not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got to do the, the go wild. They're doing the, um, the mountain tough.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I know the viewers can't see it, but right on the home screen of my phone, is the Mountain Tough logo, you know, so that my fat self can remember to do the workout. And yeah, I did it for, I was doing, I did it probably religiously for about a month. And I can honestly say it is a very difficult workout, but it's very attainable and achievable. I felt good doing it. And then life happened and I haven't got back to it, but Nikki's on me. She's like, we gotta, we gotta get back on Mountain Tough. So mm-hmm. it is a good program. And I, I really can't say I've used it for a month and I recommend it.
1: Yeah, I gotta do better. My, my goal, cause of course, my job, has changed a little bit and I'm going to have a little more freedom. So next year I plan on being in tip top shape. Like, I don't know that I can do my 30 back in the 30 when I was 30, but I'm going to be
0: in a lot better shape than I have been. Yeah. I mean, that's just something, you know, being a houndsman, You know, I I don't try really hard for physical conditioning, but I feel like just as many miles as we walk through the woods, you know, um, it's different than just walking around on flat ground all day. So even here in Indiana, just getting through the woods, you really do stay in in pretty decent shape and it's Mm -hmm. good exercise. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Uh, day two, day two. Oh, this was Sassy's day. You have to tell that story. I'm gonna let you tell it.
0: Okay. I, like I said, I have slept since then. So, <laughs> day two, we didn't have a lot going on. Mm-mm. We had rode, tried to rig, uh, just didn't have much luck, didn't have hardly anything going on. And we ended up going to, I think it was the same place that we went as day one, and I think it was Hot Rod again was walking through mm-hmm. and said, he said, you know, man, my dogs, they've, they've been pecking around, pecking around, pecking around. They didn't getting nothing going, but they're moving forward. It's like they were really grubbing it up. Mm-hmm. And you said, all right, well, we don't have anything else going on. We're just going to park here and I'm going to turn sassy loose just to let her stretch her legs. But he said, I'm bet you something. He said, she's going to be running something here in no time. <laughs> Sorry, it Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I about sabotaged you he said he said it might be junk and there's a good chance it's junk he said but i promise you this little jit will be running something and by golly if she didn't kind of work her way in there to well no 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 she did take off running some <clears throat> at first i think and then she come back and she went towards hot dog hot rods dogs if i'm not mistaken and she went right in there to them and she got in that track with them and she smoked this track and you looked at me and i looked at you and i was like all right, they're running something. We didn't lay eyes on it. We didn't know what it was. But what I tell Tassi you, and one of hot dog, hot rods, dogs were running something. I said, I can't
1: pack a ten month old. I'm sorry, she's gonna <laughs> have to. They're gonna have to do it themselves or or what? But they come right towards us, and we was they like, did. okay, so we're gonna be able, we're gonna get right here. If it crosses, we're gonna see it. And yep. literally within hundred and fifty yards of us, they pull up
0: they they pulled up and you had told me you said all right you know so she's made a few races and run mm-hmm. a few bear but she's not she's not staying treed mm-hmm. and and that's exactly what happened you know we you tried to get in there as quick as you could i stayed back for a second trying to gra- gather some stuff and got in there by the time we got in there she did you know she'd come off the tree and mm-hmm. she made a made a big loop coming around and we ended up catching her again and <laughs> that's where one of my favorite pictures. Uh, you know, you're kind of just goofing around, you grabbed her and you, you're holding her up and like, here, here's the bear, like it, the bear is right here and you're holding her. And it was just a great photo opportunity and, you know, not poking fun of you, but kind of poking fun of you. <laughs> it was just, it was just caught you in a moment where you weren't expecting it. So you guys can see that on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We saw it and you, you know, even over on the Simper Dog and podcast page, I think that picture's over there. Um, but no, she Sassy did a fantastic job on that. On that track, she smoked it. Just lined it out and drove it.
1: Yeah, yeah. She um, she's my upcoming. I mean, so you guys, I'll, I'll talk about her a little bit. Well, I'll go ahead and give you just kind of fill you in. So she's a ten month old dog that I got from some of my buddies up in West Virginia, um, Carl and Chris and I'm I could not be. And you don't know how dogs are going to end up. She's not. She will not be a year old until. Uh, next month yeah so anyway i've got high hopes for but you know how we get disappointed but she's a little 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 female um when bryce and i get to talking about our our track training in a little bit i'll I'll come back to her because she was she was the second dog that i actually did this with and i knew that she would trail a little bit and i knew that she liked to run a track uh stay intrigued every every race she made every race in training season now when i say every race i didn't hunt her but five or six times she's too young for me that's my personal opinion um so the five or six times that i had her out with spook i mean she was making races in fact she made a race one day that was a little over 16 miles and when i caught the dog she was the third dog that i caught and this this dog wasn't eight months old uh, seven, seven, eight, seven, yeah, right at eight months old. <clears throat> so that's a good sign, you know, that's just a, okay, she goes, she's good, she's keeping up. So she won't stay treed, try to get in the tree, and I will tell you guys a little bit of her breeding. So, you know, she, she is out of the Kemp line of dogs. She did not come from Mike, um, but her, her pedigree has some, has Kemp dogs in them. Um, so I know from experience from Spook and Kate that those dogs tend tend to be a little slow coming about treeing. I mean, Spook and Kate were a year and a half before they would would really like stay treed. Uh So it didn't bother me. And then of course we run and we do that Tuesday and Wednesday. We didn't do anything.
0: I don't think nothing. Not a no. That was the only day we didn't tree a bear. I think. Yep. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the day that Greg forgot his glasses at home and he didn't see the bear. Oh, the one about run over him. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because we switched Ma- locations. Maggie, remember? Yeah. Remember, Maggie brought the bear right by him. <laughs> Poor Greg. If you're listening to this, we, we, Grandpa, we got, we got to pick on you. So Greg catches all of his dogs. He goes, they they, she ain't running nothing. And, um, so when, and Maggie's my dog that, uh, I let Wesley <laughs> barry, And when she come by me, I saw Bryce like, what you going to do? I said, I'm going to pack her up. So I put Attica, which is a litter and rogue. So Attica and rogue are both under 20 20 months old or younger. And Ann, as soon as they got in there, it was who they'd gone, who read or L gone. And they made a big loop, went up the mountain, come back and literally run the thing right down on Greg. <laughs> And Heiner's like, there it is, dad. God,
0: <laughs> oh, it was great.
1: Oh. Yeah. And then we blowed that race up. You know, we, we all have a tendency to, to blow things up. Well, that one got blowed up. Um,
0: it did. It went to pot quick. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, Too many dogs on a, when it went back the way it come back in and you know how that is. A lot of dogs went backwards and then the other dogs kept making circles and never could figure it out. So it happens. And then Thursday, do we want to leave Thursday out? Yes. Let's mm-hmm. leave Thursday out. Okay. We'll leave it for last. Okay. We will wrap up with Thursday's hunt. Got to work. So you got to listen to the end.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Friday. All right. Let's talk about Friday. Friday. We, let's see here. Cause I didn't hunt Saturday. So mm-hmm. Friday was my last day. Mm-hmm. And we, once again, we didn't have a lot going on. But, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Thursday flipped the trigger on Sassy. So we got to put it, that it. out there. We got to put that out there. You're correct. Thursday Thursday was a monumental day for Sassy. And so knowing that, and knowing you're not going to hear it till the end of the podcast, keep that in <laughs> mind. So Friday didn't have a lot going on. And once again, this seemed to be a common theme throughout the week. Hot Rods, dogs. I am going to get that right. Yeah, Hot Rod. Not Hot Dog. Hot Rod. This dog had a track working, and we we were all right. Okay, they're going over here, and they're going they're going to a place where we really didn't want them to go, so we tried to drive around and, and cut them off. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost acted like the dog, like the bear had hit the road and turned and went back. The, the dog did something weird, and we're not sure what happened there, you know, because she was working a good track. And on the way to where we were going to cut her off, you had your dogs in the box, mm-hmm. and this is the day we we're hunting the, the B team. We didn't even have Spook and Kate or nobody with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the B team. Yep. And the dogs were down in the box, and we're driving up through the road, and the box exploded. And you're like, okay, like I know where that was at. I'm not sure what it was, but I know where that, where that was at. And we drove up there. Waiting to kind of see what Hot Rod's dogs were going to do, and like I said, something something just was off. Nobody really knows what happened, but you're like, okay, we're going to go back down here where these dogs blew up, and we're going to see if they blew up in the same spot again. So we put and them we up on,
1: Yeah, we put them up top. Remember? Yeah. So correct. we guys, put them back.
0: We put them up on the rig this time. Yeah. So you guys
1: that's heard this podcast or listened to it, you know that I do not have head holes for my dogs to stick their heads out. I I don't like it. I have slides, a four inch slide. My dog can literally stick his no, about half of his nose out the, out the box, and that's it. So if I want my – and they opened in the box, and me and Bryce talked about it. Mean, we know that that was, that was smoking. Like, it was smoking. So I put them up on top, and we go back down the mountain, and then
0: go ahead. Yep. So we go back down the mountain, and we get right where they opened up the first time, and boom, they blow up again. So we, we turned them loose, and they had went – kind of down mm-hmm. off the road mm-hmm. and they made you know they took off like they were running like they smelt it good and were running a good track and they made a they made a loop and it kind of it kind of busted up for a second mm-hmm. and you're like man I, gosh I, I just don't know what happened there um, you know you and I were kind of looking for some some tracks to see if we could find some bear tracks coming across the road and, and the dogs kind of shut up a little bit but but uh sassy and rogue was it sassy and rogue axe, axe. Mm-hmm. sassy and axe that's right sassy and axe those two kind of packed up together and they started straight lining a track and where everybody else is kind of blown up, they straight lined it a little bit. And before long, here they come across the road and guys watching these dogs on the Garmin sassy. Like I said, you've heard he say on this podcast, she's not even a year old yet. Axe. He's not an old dog by any means. He's still what I think if you've listened to Heath's breakdown of dog ages, he's still a young dog. Mm-hmm. And These two are moving a track and they're going where we don't want them to go. We already know that, but at this point, it's too far gone. Like, they're just (laughs) hopefully they catch the bear. And we end up losing communication with them. And, um, man, we drove to the top of this mountain. And Heath was like, All right, well, get ready. He said, It's getting ready to be a rough ride. And I said, What do you mean? He's like, This road is went to pot. He said, It's just going to be a rough ride. We're going to drive as far as we can to them and then we'll walk. I said, Okay. So I'm holding on. And, guys, when I'm saying this road's rough, I mean, it's rough. If if Chris wants to talk about where his truck would go, I want you to know that it, his Toyota would not have went where, the, where his Chevy went. Because <laughs> it was <laughs> And I just like to give Chris a hard time. But for real, I mean, I mean, it would just rutted it up and cross rutted it and have to go <clears> off the path through the woods to get where they were at on a little trail somebody else had cut through. It was just rough. And we got within 300 yards of them. And, you know, my Indiana brain – I'm like, 300 yards, bingo. I will be there in no time. I didn't think that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I I didn't take into mountain consideration, you know, the drop-off and the elevation change. And we get to the top of this mountain, and guys, they were straight below us. I mean, straight below us in 300 yards. So Heath and I go down there and we are slipping and sliding. And I felt like I was going to end up like Hank Jr. Falling down the mountain, busting my face. At one point I did fall. I did catch my my leg in a crevice of two rocks and I twisted my knee pretty good. And so I I wasn't keeping up with Heath and he got down there and, and about the time he looked up and gave me the thumbs up, I saw the bear in the air. And guess what? Little Sassy was sitting right there at the base of the tree, just hammering away. I mean, she was smoking it. She was toenailed into the wood. I mean, just treating her little heart out and, you know, seeing what we saw on Thursday, which we're going to get to, we haven't forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Seeing what we saw on Thursday and seeing her like that on Friday. It was amazing. It was just, that was the first time I've seen a dog's switch flip.
1: Yeah. From Tuesday to Friday, three, three yep. days a hunt. And I, I don't even know why I hundred or three days. I, I, I don't know because I did not do that after you left I hundred or one or two days here and there, but I didn't hunt her three days in a row.
0: You know, and, and and not that, you know, you don't like to have good dog work, but, you know, whenever I come down there, I've hunted with you guys. And I, feel like I feel like there's no pressure whenever mm-hmm. I'm with the group. Like, you guys can do whatever you want to do. There's no pressure to tree a bear. I've seen your guys' dogs tree a bear. So if you want to take a young dog and, and hunt them and give them some experience, like, that's great. You know, I'm here to see mm-hmm. some dog work. So I don't know if that's why you hunted or not because, you know, that I'm not going to pressure you guys or anything like that. But she did a good job.
1: Yeah. So I just want to back up on that a little bit. So when they rigged that track, I packed. I had six dogs with though, no, one, two, had Houdini and Heart, Axe, Attica. I did not have that day because of her feet. Mm-hmm. I had Axe, Rogue, and say I had five dogs. Um. So that that's what we're saying about the B team is they were all of my younger dogs um, for two and under, and um. We packed them. I packed everything I had off the truck. They all go backwards. It was about two hundred yards. You know, Sassy and uh, Axe turned and come back. They got across the road before we could get, get to them. But now we pulled down there and seen Hootie and Hart and Road cross because right. we you, we were talking. We were trying to video it. Yeah, we were trying to, and we ended up getting right in the back. Home middle of it. <laughs> yeah, we like literally pulled right up in the middle of where they crossed. So that was a cluster. And then I'm like, well, we well, might as well let them go because the other two's already halfway there. So what that was the decision. And then, yeah, we had to go out the mountain a good four miles. Um, and, and I mean, it's – I don't like – you know, my truck's old. It's got a lot of miles on it, and I, I'm not particularly careful with it, but I don't like beating it all to pieces either. I'm afraid it's going to
0: fall apart from the rust. well you got them big old brush guards on the front and back might snap it right in the middle
1: uh yeah no kidding but yeah so you know seeing her down there and you know seeing her down there treeing and seeing like bryce said from tuesday from knowing what i seen in training season and the couple the day that i had her out on tuesday and you know just her flipping that switch like it really that's what excites me about dogs the young dogs starting to put it together and then when they can put it together and catch their own game like that that's what like i like i'm that's what drives me
0: is the young dogs yeah and she i mean it did it was awesome for me to see too because i've never seen a dog just like literally get to see it flip the switch and we saw it from holding her up in the air like hey here's the bear (laughs) in the air to you know just toenail on the wood tree and yeah the middle part is what did it
1: yes Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. So I'll just give you guys a quick rundown. Uh, We'll kind of go through season, and I know Bryce wants to talk about some training that that we've been doing. Uh, That was the first week. Second week, um, Bob come down. We call him Uncle Bob. Him and uh, Bugs come down and hunted. Ariel and Taylor were down with me hunting that week. Had a really good week. The weather changed a little bit. We had some snow, and it froze up. So it was kind of hit or miss that week. We caught – monday didn't do anything tuesday called a bear wednesday or thursday yeah wednesday didn't we tracked bear in the snow all day long and that was a that was a cluster and then thursday taylor was able to, to take his bear. Then friday um axe and attica called a bear by herself um was really tickled with that uh they you know like i said they're not two years old yet um so that's promising and let's see i don't know what we did the rest of the week then the next yeah we had a good season like that's we had a really good season i think the most exciting part and i, th- I know i sent you guys a video um and i know i sent you maybe an extra text or two because i hunted what we call the b team <laughs> i hunted them uh quite a bit towards the end of season oh in fact the last bear i treated, uh, me and Maddie, uh, the last day that I hunted the, the B, the B team, Attica struck a bear and, um, Attica and Axe, Hootie and Hart, uh, Rogue, Rogue. Yeah. Axe and Attica. Yeah. I only had five dogs. Yeah. Those five. And Chris's blue dog was, was with them. He, he, he was with them on that one. So yeah, that, that was exciting for me. And that's something that I'm, um, looking forward to next year is to build on that <clears throat> and of course when we get into the to the bee litter here in a minute um but yeah that was the the you know being able to take the younger dogs and i think uh, doug devost and i did a, a podcast here a, while, a week or so ago two weeks ago and you know doug and i talked about that that seeing those young dogs come together and put it together is the most rewarding for me that's what drives me i love training and the learning of the dogs and watching how each dog learns and um so overall it was a it was a good year
0: yeah you know just looking at some of the group texts and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know just and then just talking to you on the phone it sounded like you guys had, had a really good year and then you know watching wesley's recap video uh, he mm-hmm. did a really good job putting a recap video he does that every year he does a pretty mm-hmm. solid job putting that video together for what you guys do and you guys got a solid team going on. You got a good thing going.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So <clears throat>
1: what um, training? I don't remember the, the little pup's name that you were training. Tramp. Tramp. Old double tramp. Yep. Tramp
0: stamp. That's it. The tramp <laughs> stamp. Her mama's name's Hooker, so it was only fitting <laughs> that she was the tramp stamp. All
1: right. So tell tell me about, I know, like I said, you and I had texted, and we had, just had a couple phone calls because you were going through the process and Tell me your experience. Tell me um, how, where you're at to date, and good and bad. I mean, like what you know. I know we had some hangups along the way, but
0: yeah, yep, for sure. Okay, so um, Tramp. I'll give you just just a quick rundown, background off of her, or of her. She is out of Breakbox and High Point Hooker. Uh, this was a, a semen cross that um, it was it was planned out and it took a lot of work to get done. Uh, my good buddy, Rocky Peace, up in Pennsylvania, had a big part of that. And I've hunted a couple dogs for Rocky before. And, you know, he he had called me up whenever he made that cross and said, man, I'm really excited about this. Like, I'm, I'm pumped about this cross. He said, I think it's going to be a nice one. And I was like, yeah, that's great, you know, like, good for you. And, and honestly, like, not trying to be sarcastic, I was like, really proud of him for it and uh, glad that he was able to make that happen. But I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to afford one of the pups out of out of that cross because breakbox, semen's pretty sought after. And, you know, he – he had texted me, oh, I don't know, six, eight weeks later. And he said, hey, he said, um, you know, I've, I've got this female out of this cross. He said, I know you really wanted one. Are you still interested if I can if I can get it to you? I know you wanted a male, but we, would you take a female? I said, yeah. So, you know, Rocky and I, we, we struck a deal and got this little jit picked up at Autumn Oaks um, just as, as a puppy, you know, an eight-week-old puppy. And I'd listened to your podcast that you'd done on scent imprinting and i was like you know what i'm gonna try it it's not it is big in the coonhound world people imprint all the time they just do it differently than the methods that you had talked about mm-hmm. and i was like okay i'm gonna try the methods that he has talked about and i got honestly i got quite a bit of flack on it um yeah, you know, so people nice joking that. around they were joking around on facebook but like the private messages that come through like there were some people who were just like man like you're an idiot for trying this, there's no way this is gonna work. Like, why would you change? Why would you change up a method that has been working for years? Like, you've got a pup out of this cross that a lot of people wanted. You know, some people said it was the cross of the year, and you're gonna jack it up with this method that nobody's ever tried in, in the Coonhounds, or at least not talked about and been visual and open about. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try it. So, long story short, um, you know, I went through the, the whole process that you talked about from. Um, You know, getting her exposed to the scent just by having it on a rag uh, placed under a bowl that had some holes drilled in it. So every time she ate, um, you know, she was getting that that odor into her nose and and waking up her nose. And then we went on to, you know, the the whistle. The whistle is where I got the most crap. (laughs) You know, people were riding me hard on this one. You know, just the classical conditioning. Blow the whistle. The dog knows Mm -hmm. time to look for food. They come out. It's time to eat. Well, then it got, you know, a little bit harder. So I would lay a little drag, a 10 foot drag is what I started at. Just like you told me a 10 foot drag, blow the whistle, go there. The dog would smell it. Boom, 10 feet. There's the food. There's the reward. And, you know, we, I did this for a few weeks and I made it just harder and harder. And it got to the point where, so my property is not laid out like yours. I don't have a lot of obstructions in my yard. I don't have any trees. I have zero trees in my yard. Um, it's all cattle pasture. So it's harder for me to hide the food bowl in a place where that she's not going to see it and not just be looking for it. So I had to get creative, you know, and, and hide it behind some coolers and hide it behind. I I don't know. I took a took a tote and put it out in the yard, just try and hide it. And I hid it in the in the garden one day, like in the in the brush, just trying everything I could to hide this. And it got to the point where I thought my yard was kind of just used up, and that's where I um, she she wasn't doing like she was before. She'd go the whistle she'd go find the track, put her nose to the ground, run it, find the food. And then she it was it's like the game got boring for her. Mm-hmm. Um she lost interest in it. She just quit doing it. So that's when I talked to you and you said hey put her up for a little bit quit doing that drill. Do something different where she's still learning. She's still having to work for her food but change it up. Like give her a different tack. And that's where I put the video the video on there of uh trying to get her load into the dog box. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a little puppy. So I built her a ramp out of some show benches and laid a little drag up on the show benches. Put her food in the dog box, and my gosh, she went right up there. And that was an obstacle she had to overcome. She'd never been on that type of surface. She had never been on an elevated surface. So there was a lot going on there. She had to overcome that, and it took her, I don't know, a couple tries to get it figured out. So you told me just just change things up, try different things with her, and and that's what I did. And I ended up working out to, and I I had to tailor it specifically for the coon honey because I don't want her running a. Six hour old track. Um, in the competition world, that doesn't win most of the time. So I did tailor it more to the coon hunt where I'd lay the track and I'd wait 10 minutes or I'd wait, you know, 20 minutes and get her to run that track. And that's what I was trying to do. But I never could, I never could get her trained So um, that's kind of where I'm at today is that dog will run a track. I can cut her loose by herself. She is, let's see here, she's seven months old. Um, she runs the track great. She'll go in there and she'll be at the base of the tree where the coon is, but she's not treeing yet. Um, and 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 I should note that up until last week, she had never seen a live coon and I've never done anything with her other than the scent drag. And um, I did have a dead coon that I, that I'd let her chew on one time, but she'd never seen a live coon. So last week I did trap a live coon for, her. Um, she was pumped up about it. She got all excited and amped up. Um, I did turn that coon loose and she went, and she, she tracked it, got to the tree, stood up on the tree, but never did tree on it. So that's, that's where I'm working at right now. And I'm okay with that because the other jet that I'm hunting right now, Caddy, she didn't tree until she was 16 months old. She did the same exact thing. Mm. And now when she does pull up, she's been pretty accurate. Mm. So I'm not too concerned about it yet. Like I said, she's only seven months old. It is literally like two degrees up here last night mm-hmm. um, in Indiana. So I haven't hunted her for a week. I haven't hunted any dogs for a week. It's just been too daggone cold. And I, I don't think the coons are moving personally. People can say that, yeah, there's a coon moving somewhere, but I don't think it's worth it for young dogs. I think he would do more harm than good right now. So I've just kind of got him put up and and that's where I'm at with her.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so w- I'm going to do a little recap on the two. So I did um, the accidental litter that I had. You guys have heard me talk about them and I've got two of those pups right now. Um, you cannot take him to the woods and turn them loose cause they gone. And when I say gone, the first thing they can run, they, they're taking it. Um, so I got to do some trash breaking. They're trashy. So, uh, I took, I took them this year, maybe two or three times a piece, but, um, it was mostly more of a problem than it was cause I didn't have them, I didn't have them, uh, broke i guess is what you could say or at least slowed down from it but i don't and you know at, at eight months old i really don't want to you know do that at that point either so but yeah so I've, I've done that litter and sassy so that's the two i've got three litter three that i've done now because i've done the beat the B litter too but um one thing that i've seen over doing this training method bryce and I, you and i've talked about it is the dogs go through phases <clears throat> and one thing that you and i talked about the difference in a pack and a single. Yep. Um, and I'm
0: doing it completely single.
1: Yes. Uh, your dog did not have its litter mate to bounce off of when it made a lose. Um, Correct. So it, it sometimes it, it got, it got it made a loss and didn't know what to do. And just was like, Oh, okay, I'm done where yep. I've got four or five or six, whatever I've had at the time working as a pack. And we noticed through our conversations that the pack seemed to be more consistent.
0: Right. I mean, like you said, at that young age, there's power in numbers mm-hmm. and you know, nobody knows what they're doing, but everybody's doing something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you know, with Tramp, she could do something and then she's like, ah, screw it. I'm frustrated. You know? Um, but so, so like you said, we did change things up and, and got it gave her some different tasks just to keep her mind engaged, keep that nose working. Um, but not make it as difficult and, and not make it so re- redundant for her. Um, I will say quick little side story just to interject one time I was hunting right before it got cold here and it was just kind of cute how it happened. She went out by herself. Like I said, she'll go hunting by herself. She hasn't range out real far yet, but she's, I was four or 500 yards by herself and she stood in one area for a while. And then she'd come back to me and she'd come back to me holding nothing but a coontail. <laughs> she just had that coontail in her mouth. I mean, she was playing with it like a cat, throwing it up in the air, swatting it and coontail. And well, then she went on hunting again, but it was, it was kind of cute the way she'd come back holding that coontail. Yeah. You told me, he's like, I don't know where she got it at, but she got it. She found it
1: somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the things that I've seen with what I've done, like I said, I've done it, um, through a litter, sassy i incorporated her into that litter because she was just a month older two months older so i kind of run her in the pack too and then the bee litter is there's going to be ups and downs there's going to be days that the dogs don't do what you're expecting them to do um when you see them and i'm mostly i'm talking about the pack because that's what i've operated off of mostly When you see them either going backwards or at a standstill, they're not making improvements. Like you said, they're kind of bored with it. Change it up. Just like what Bryce was talking about, man, I'm, I'm feeding mine up on top of a bench or I'm, I'm using that bench so they can load up in the truck or I'm doing something with them that is still food related. They're still getting to eat their food. But I'm doing a different task or exercise. And then give them a week or so or a couple days, a week, whatever. Then go back, and you're going to see either the dog's going to going to progress or maybe it's time to put that pup up for a little bit and give start doing something, that, you know, leading it or re, whatever you're doing. Um, I do recalls with every exercise that I do is basically a recall exercise. With the food. Um, and Bryce is going to tell you, my, my dogs can be out of out uh, down here in the field, not even seeing them. And when I whistle, they'll almost knock your feet out because they know that food's coming.
0: Um, yep. And, and that's what I've done with Tramp, too. Um, I, I can just call for her now, hit the tone button if she's somewhere I don't need her vegan or across the road, and she's coming to me. So I am very pleased with how that she did latch onto that. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, you're going to have ups and downs, and you're going to have to adjust. Like I say, um, like and one thing that I've seen with the pack, uh, is you're going to have one of the dogs that's that that is a different style of dog that may not want to trail so much. That so I've got you know my dog or my, most of my dogs are Kemp or Kemp got Kemp blood in them and they're they've got running dog in them, and I'll have one or two that'll pick the head up and cut and slash and try to go wind it and then it's kind of funny to watch that litter especially the bee litter like i've got i've got two that that'll put their nose down and they'll work it work it work it and then i have the other one like he's running he's running basically the boundaries of the yard trying to pick up the odor so he can go to it like it's so crazy to watch the differences in 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 the dogs
0: yeah another thing that i i do want to add on this um and this may be more of a question than a statement. Um, let's see. How do I want to word this? So tramp and I, you and i talked about this. She never did get excited to enough to open whenever I was laying them drags. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she just, she just didn't. And I believe it, that's just this is the question part. You told me that that was because she wasn't in prey drive yet. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't triggered enough to be in prey drive. Mm-hmm. And, so what I have seen is she's still not opening a ton, but she is starting to open a little bit. Every time I take her out in the woods, she's opening more. She's opening more, and she's you know straight lining something out a little bit more. She's still losing it. Now, she hasn't made a tree on her own yet, but she is opening more. But, have you seen something different with your pack? Have they Were they open opening younger because of a group setting?
1: Well, all right, we got to establish something first. When you're saying that she would not open, we're talking about on the synthetic odor. Correct. That now correct. that you've taken her out into the wild... She's opening, so oh, correct. Okay, yes. Um, and and I told you, don't my dogs never open on the the synthetic? I I may back when I had Bell and Clyde and them, <clears throat> they may have opened on some tracks. I can't say yes or no. I don't remember that far back. But the, since I've been doing this for the last year, year and a half, whatever it's been, year a good year anyway. My pups don't open on those tracks because it's synthetic. And when I was talking about the prey drive, it's different than live odor. Um, you know, with live odor, and we'll just talk about scent real quick. You're dropping dead skin, skin scale, since dead skin cells, and you're running live rafts, which is live skin cells. So you're getting two different um, variations of the scent picture there, and the dog that that's the natural instinct for that dog to chase when we're when you're laying that track and then again guys we could i mean we could talk about this for days when you're dragging a track you're dragging an item uh i.e um okay i use a little foot by foot i got a foot square a foot square and a foot square bear hide. that's what i drag bear hide has been scraped down it's been used multiple times i spray a little scent on it and i drag it so i'm laying a foot pad across the grass in a straight line and we all know that that's not a natural scent picture for a dog because they're either running steps or they're running off the skin cells so it's not gonna it's when you run skin scales it's more like connect the dots the dog goes point B, point A to point B to point C to point D, and that's how they trail. That's just to give you guys a visual. Um, when you're laying a solid odor across the ground and you're crushing vegetation in a solid path, that's not normal. And I think, I think the dogs instinctively know that. I think that that instinctively they kind of know that hey. I got this odor, and this odor leads me to food, so I'm going to follow it. But I, it's something not right about it. <clears throat> so just for you guys to, to paint that picture. And when you turn them on live game, that puts them into that prey mode. So you should get a dog that's more vocal um, at that point. So don't, don't be concerned if they don't open on the drag. Uh, Bryce, I did do something. I don't know if I told you this or I didn't. So when you told me, you had you had put her food up on the hay bale. Yep. Yep. So when you and I talked about that and you said you couldn't get her to tree, I'm like, okay, so let me think through this a minute. So it was within the next week or so, I laid a track that was very easy because I'm, I'm putting a different problem at the end of it. They're not going to be able to find it down on the ground and just run to it and eat. So I laid a very easy track. And I don't think it had very much age to it either. And I put my bowl in the big tree up here in the yard, which, so the fork of the tree is probably about four, three, three and a half, three foot to four foot up. It's a very fork of the tree. It's a big uh, silver maple. Um, so the fork's really low. And I'm like, I'm going to see what they do because you and I talked about that. So I laid the track, turn them loose on it. Out of four puppies, one of them sat down and started treeing just sit down, Bronx, and I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe this is something I can incorporate, but what happens if they don't tree, and what happens if they don't stay, then they're not, They're. it's kind of like a punishment for not, for doing your job, it's like not getting a paycheck, you just went out and done your job, you just went out and dug that ditch, but I'm really, I, I don't think I'm gonna pay you today, Right. So I don't, I'm conflicted about that. I'm going to do some testing with it to see. Um, and I know in canine training and guys, I'll give you a little, uh, we, remember we talk about baby steps. Um, Jarrett and Moss and I talked about baby steps. So when we do building searches, our dogs have to alert us to the presence of, of a human odor. So the way they do that is they get vocal, they bark. Well, our dogs are not tree dogs. Right, they're working dogs. They're herders, <clears throat> even though they will bark. So when I'm teaching a dog to, um, when I'm teaching a dog to start barking on the presence of human odor, there is a process, and what I th- and I'll give you a very easy, simple example. I put the dog, I, I put the dog at a door, and I have the the decoy i.e. Bryce would be standing behind the door with his foot up against the door with the door cracked and I know you guys can't see it but I'd have that door cracked just about a half an inch and when that dog come by that door and give me a behavioral change because your odor is going to catch his attention I'm going to have Bryce blow through that crack just, and I'm and I'm putting that that odor my odor out there even doubling it and if the dog does not bark, then I'll probably start making a little bit of a noise. I may click a little bit, and then I'll blow a little bit, and I'll get that dog to where he's vocal. I only want one bark, one bark to set to start with. That's it. That dog barks one time, that door comes open, and he gets his reward, whether it's the person, a toy, however you're training the, the end process. So, um back to the tree Bronx actually sat down and started like barking, barking. And I give it a, I probably give it longer than I should. The other dogs were there and they were winding it and they were getting up on the tree. Um, everybody showed interest, but he was the only one that was vocal. So um, interesting that you did that Bryce. And I'm not sure how to incorporate it or if I should, but I like that thought process that you had.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I was just, you know, trying to to duplicate what I'm wanting wanting from her in the end, mm-hmm. and like I said, um, at that age they they are very young and impressionable, so I didn't I didn't want to get her down and discouraged, which is why whenever she she followed the track to the hay bale, she sniffed up the hay bale, and but I had I did have the bowl on top of it, so she mm-hmm. couldn't and I say hay bale guys, I'm talking round bale, mm-hmm. you know, for our cattle, um, so she could not see the bowl, yeah, and. You know, so she knew it was there, and she circled that round bale two or three times. She's like, "It's here," and she she did bark twice, I think. But in in my mind, and this is where I'm a novice, and I had to talk to you about it. You know, you said if you if she had just barked once, give her the reward. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she's not treeing, like that's <laughs> not treeing. So she wasn't doing it to my satisfaction, and that's where me, I probably screwed up there, and I but I learned from it, you know. Um, so the next time we did that, when she barked one time. I did. I gave her that reward. So we did that a couple of times and, um, I tried to hide it a couple of different places. So she, she knows it goes up. Mm -hmm. She knows that, but she is just not excited enough to to just sit down and and hammer down tree dog yet.
1: Yeah. And and another thing for you guys that's listening, if you're trying this or thinking about it, food is a, a calming source it is not an excitable yeah the dog you know our dogs get excited my dogs when i get ready to go feed they're they're barking and carrying on but that's classical conditioning that's different Um, when we train explosive dogs we do not want them chasing a toy because the toy the toy represents prey the rabbit running that toy looks to the dog is like a rabbit running so i use food to reward because it keeps the dog calm and mellow I give him a little bit of treat. I give him a handful of food. He nibbles down, and we go on. I don't have a bull in the china shop, per se, on explosives. So just to kind of give you a visual, um, you know, your dog may never bark at food. And then you got to think about, too, the slick train part. What happens if you get this dog cranked up, and he does start barking, and what, what happens when you move him to the woods, and he gets frustrated, and he wants paid, So I just plop a squat at the base of the tree, and here I am. So there's a lot of things that go into this. Um, And if you're thinking like Bryce is, like outside the box and and moving, you've got to be careful about what you do and how you do it. And I don't have some of the answers to this because I've not done it yet myself. And Miguel, you know, we talked to Miguel, we talked to Clinton Sellers, and, um, you know, they're in the tracking mode. They're wanting to track. The tree means nothing to them, which it changes for you and I. So uh, it's kind of a trial and error. Don't get frustrated because your dogs are going to go, like it's going to be like a roller coaster, especially the younger the younger dogs. And then the older dogs, it may take them a little bit longer to understand the task that you're asking them to do if you start trying to implement this. I've had several people message me and ask me like, you know, I've got a two-year-old dog. you think I could do that? And I'm like... Well, I think if it was me, I'd just take the dog hunting. Like for me, I think I would just I just go to the woods. But again, you know, they're forward thinking, they're they're trying to figure out ways to do things. So anyway, don't don't get frustrated and it's a process. It's not gonna happen overnight. Um the first video I sent Bryce, like all my pups were down, tails wagging, like noses popping on the ground. He's like, I'm not getting that behavior. Like I'm not getting that intensity. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah
0: yeah but no overall i am I am pleased with how um she did it like I said, I kind of run out of room i I didn't get to do it as long as I would have liked to I just because i simply i ran out of room with with the property that I'm working with like I said, mm-hmm. I have zero trees in my yard it's flat cattle pasture is all it is so um I did take her to a couple places sometimes um I did go out to like my father in law's and tried to do it in his woods, lacing tracks through the woods mm-hmm. uh, and she did find the the food there, but I mean that's it's twenty minutes away from me and not that that's an excuse, but it's just not convenient when you're trying to be consistent and do it every single night. You know, just to drive somewhere to to do a three minute exercise. Right. Um, yep. So, but no, I'm pleased with it. Like I said, she's hunting by herself. She she's starting to open a little bit. Um, she'll she'll figure it out with age. I'm pretty confident.
1: Yeah. I, I, the natural her her DNA is made. She's made the tree. She's gonna tree. So I wouldn't I wouldn't fret it. So let's run down the bee litter real quick, and then we'll move into the Thursday hunt. um the bee litter so guys i i I bred my kate female which is my little Kemp female bred her to a nice dog out of pennsylvania i had five puppies and of course i had to give matt one of them and i kept i kept the rest of the litter and i think i hurt some feelings um because a lot of people was asking about those dogs but um I'm keeping them until I decide what I want to do with them. And I may end up keeping them all, and I may end up keeping one or two. I don't know. Um, I've got three males and one female. Matt took the other little female, which is a splitting image of her mama. Um, I really, I, I, I didn't want to let any, I didn't want to let her go. Like I, you know, I, that was the agreement. You get a pup for the stud fee. So, <clears throat> but, uh, so it's the bee litter. They are, uh, they will be turning six months old. Um, so we named them, uh, Bronx Bridger. And I'll tell you the story behind Bridger is the, the podcast that Chris did with Bridger Petrini about the bear biting him in the leg. So Bridger was the first pup born. And for whatever reason, Kate decided that she was going to move out of the dog box, dig a hole in the lot. So I have, I have conc- I have, a, uh, pavers down in my lot. My, my the lot for the puppies. I have a three-by-three three spot in the corner that is nothing but sand for them to use the bathroom in. So it's like a kitty. It's like a litter box. Mm-hmm. She went out there and dug a hole in that and had the rest of the pups, and she squished three of them. So I had eight total. And Bridger, she had left him in the doghouse, and when I went out that morning, he was screaming bloody murder. And I mean just... I, and I, when when I I told you I was like he's he's not gonna make it. I said he's not gonna make it. Well, he they brought him in and got him warm and how he how he did I don't know, but they worked a miracle. And she said she wanted to call him Bridger because of yeah, Bridger a cool story. yeah because of Bridger she had listened to that podcast and she thought that was neat. So Bronx Bridger Briggs and Bridger and Briggs get me so tired, I'll be talking to one of them be saying the other one's name even though I'm sitting there looking at them. And then Bishop. And Bishop is the little female and she's named off Bishop off of NCIS. Lord have mercy. All of her names come from
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <clears throat> so hey, t- hey, I have a dog who has got a name off of NCIS when well, my mom and dad do. Ziva. Ziva? She, yeah.
1: that's what she wants to name the German short hair pointer she's not getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right so yeah Ziva, and she wants to call one when we have a g litter. she wants gibbs she's like hurry up we got and i was like uh-uh no so yeah she wants to name one gibbs nobody take that name um so yeah so three males one female i started this tracking process that bryce and i are talking about at 10 weeks old i run it up to about three months old for yeah, I haven't done it, yeah, since season come in, so yeah, I've done it about three months, <clears throat> and that was pretty solid for the first couple of weeks, and then it was every other day, every third or fourth day, and I, I judged it on the litter, how they were acting, how they perform it, and then I actually run out of space, just like what Bryce said. Um, Briggs decided he was going to run around with his head up in the air till he could find it, and he was shortcutting the process, so... Anyway, I stopped at that. Um so yeah, I'm I'm excited about them. I know that I can't train four pups. I know that. I know that you can't, you know, I've always been told and in fact, uh, Doug Temple even said it on the podcast. If you got if you got one, you're running one. If you're running two, you're running none. If you're running three, you're not training anything. So <laughs> and I know that. I know that it's hard. Like you can't handle you can't handle that many that many pups. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I, I do like what I see out of all of them. Um, when I started first doing my, my prey drive test with them, which, you know, I talked about having a flirt pole with a little um, rag on the end of it and them chasing it around, and it's so funny to watch these litters, like, change. So Bishop was the most aggressive one, like she would literally kill herself to get to that dra- that and I, and actually what I did is I took a piece of bear hide and implemented it instead of the the piece of leather so I switched it literally, like literally she grab a hold of that she'd drop her feet and and literally like you were dragging her and the the piece of hide um Bronx he's the bigger male he's more laid back and like he he'll sit back and watch he don't roam like the other three when i come home from work they'll be down here in the barnyard or who knows up in the field somewhere and he's usually sitting here in the yard watching me come up the driveway but <clears throat> he was the least um interested and in he would he would do it as the pack but he'd do it for a few seconds and then he'd be on so i was like you bryce i was able to catch a um a coon and um i did things a little different i put the coon in a hidden location and let let them wander around until they found it he was the first one that found it and he went ballistic right off the bat where the other ones were standoffish and then of course as as the pack started figuring it out everybody got involved and so on and so forth but um yeah it's it's very interesting to to watch them develop and I will say out of the last two litter – well, a litter, the accidental litter, and this litter, I told somebody this the other day, and I don't remember who it was. At eight weeks old, you you you, you don't know. I'm telling you, you just don't know. Yeah, the, act, the pup may have good actions. It may do this, and it may do that. Um, but at five months old, it's probably going to be a completely different dog. And – Um, I'm seeing that pretty consistently out of the A litter. I kept Axe and Attica and Allie. Um, you guys know I kept Allie. That was my pick. And because I can't hunt three dogs and I had other dogs coming, I ended up, um, I ended up letting, um, Claytor have her. I got her started, let Claytor have her. And and she's like, she does a good job. Like I kind of kicked myself in the butt, Mm -hmm. um, but just the change in those dogs over from between a year and and whether well, whether or not two yet, just the change in the year and a half, them is pretty amazing. It's it's nice to see, and like the dogs that you, that have the most nerves and as a puppy, you know, they come out and they're into everything and nothing scares them, and then at four months old, it's like where did that dog come from? Like it's it's like they flip a switch, um, right? And that's one of the reasons I've started keeping the litters longer. Um, Like, I feel like between, you know, six, eight, nine months old, you can really have a little bit better grip. And that's when we start, we start looking at our police dogs. We've gotten a little younger, eight, we're looking at them nine, 10, 11 months old now. So um, that's just my thought process, my, my, what I'm thinking. I'm excited about this litter. Um, Yeah. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated on that.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I'm actually in a, in a unique position right now myself with this because I'm going to try it again. Um, I've got a litter of pups right now on the ground that are three weeks old. And they're three weeks old today. And so we own her, the pup's grandmama. Um, that was my, my boy's dog that he was hunting for a long time. Um, he made her a grand night champion. So we own her. And a pup out of her, she only had one litter. And one of the female pups out of her come up for sale. Uh, right here local. So we bought her knowing what her mama was. And as soon as she come in heat, she come in heat, like literally three days after, uh, after we bought her. So as soon as she come in heat, I, we bred her uh, to Dorch's driveline. So I have hunted with some pups out of drive and I have really, really, really liked what I've seen out of those pups. Um, so we decided to breed, breed this dog to drive. And I'm curious to see what happens because, um, you know this gyp that the pups are out of. She goes back to Dick Brothers stuff, uh, Charlie Creek, Big Mike. So it's got a little bit of older blood in her. And like I said, we have her. We have the pups' grandma. And we've hunted her, so I know what to expect on her side. I think. Um, so I, I like I said, I'm curious to, to try this event again because um, you know I just I want to see what happens with dogs that I have a little bit of knowledge of. Like I said, I know this, the stud. I've hunted the pups out of him. I've seen what they're doing. The mama, we know a little bit more about her. Mama. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I do have several pups available. If anybody's looking for a competition coonhound, mm-hmm. get a hold of me. I'm only keeping one. I'm up to my eyeballs in dogs. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm going to keep one, and I might not keep any if there's enough interest. But uh, like I said, that, that's what I'm excited about is to try this again. Uh, Tramp, by the time these pups get ready to go, Tramp will be over a year old. So I'll kind of n- have a better understanding of what I'm working with her, and then we'll start the process again.
1: Well, I know you'll keep me updated. <clears throat> All right. Do you wanna you wanna let the listeners off the hook?
0: Yeah, I know we've kept them on here for a while. We've rambled a lot longer than I we thought we were.
1: Yes, to. we have. This has
0: kind of flew by.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nikki just came in here and gave me the side eye. Like uh, dinner's ready. Tell her I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. So, okay, Thursday. You want to tell a story, or do you want me to tell <clears throat> a story? Because there's two different angles to this story.
1: I'll tell my version. Okay. All right, so um, the the weather the first couple of days was decent. Um, I I don't do a lot of rigging in December. Um, we were hunting this one area, and it's easy to to rig rig it out. And then if you don't do anything, then just walk. And we ended up walking later that day, or west. Yep. You know, Wesson Indian. So um, we we rig a track. Well, we, we, we start rigging, I don't know, we're a couple miles, three, three, three miles, I don't know, we we was in our ways, or on the road ways and, um, spook Spook, is he the only one that opened?
0: He is. No, 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 Kate opened just a smidge.
1: Yeah, so Spook kind of gave me a halfway bark, something that, like, you know, my dogs aren't per they'll run a coyote, and... Um, Spook's got a growl in his bark. I know you've heard me say that when he rigs a coat, but he didn't have that growl, but he was not, it was not a convincing here, you know, here it is. It was a, you know, and I even told Bryce, I'm like, "Eh." he said, we considered
0: passing it up because it wasn't a box shaker. Like it was nothing great.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty weak. Like it was, it was like you said, it was weak enough. We were getting ready to drive by it. And I'm like, ah, what the crap. Let's just, let's just see what happens. So I put, spook and kate and attica down and um they spook drifts up on a ridge i don't know 200 yards or more somewhere in there
0: yeah nothing crazy
1: yeah and he he opened a a couple times um the rest of dogs went to him and as they started opening i started feeding dogs in and i had seven with me that day i typically hunt six but i had a little sass with me And, um, I mean, when I turned her loose, man, she was like a rocket. She was gone. And, um, anyway, they went out the ridge and they ended up crossing the road in front of us. Didn't see no bear, but we seen the back dogs. And anyway, they went up the valley and
0: treed. And I'm like,
1: holy cow.
0: And they weren't far off the road. They were, you know, less than 200 yards off the road. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So we pull up
1: there and we holler and say, hey, um, the dog's a tree and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bryce and I, we get in, we walk in there, we got to walk through a swamp.
0: Now, 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 hold up, back up, back up. You'd went in before I did. To catch because, sassy. <laughs> to, catch yep, sassy. <laughs> it's to catch sassy. catch sassy. Yeah, And and I, neither one of us had any intentions on killing a bear. Mm-mm. So, you didn't pack a gun. Mm-mm. And I think I made the comment. I said, well, do you want me to take a, like the, the sidearm just in case, you like, yeah, not a bad idea. And you're like, I'm going in there to catch Sassy. You get your stuff ready. And meet me in there. Mm-hmm. So I fumbled around at the truck for a few minutes, getting, mm-hmm. getting the sidearm on, getting things where it needed to be. And I was probably three minutes behind you. Yep. Yep. So
1: I get through the swamp and I break out of the laurel thicket and I can see it hanging off the side of the tree. And I think I waited. Now, did I have them tied up or was I tying them up?
0: You were starting to, to time, time up. up and when mm-hmm. so whenever I got in there, I had literally just enough time to break through the laurel thicket, looked up, it registered in my brain, yep, they've got a bear tree, and shoop, <laughs> there went the bear. Come on down. Yeah. So I had, I never even made it to the tree.
1: Yeah. I, so I had I know I had sassy tied up because that was my goal was to catch her. Well, it comes out and Like, it literally, she's tied 10 yards from the tree, and she sees it. And, like, she's, like, getting excited and barking. So, um, I cut her back loose with the other dogs because none of them were tied. I tied her. That's what I had tied. And um, they went about, what, 50, 60 yards and trade again.
0: Nothing Yeah, nothing far at all. But it was, like, a swampy area. Like, you sink up to about your shins in mud.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, Yeah. It, yeah, and I will say, like when it come out of the tree, um, it was a scuffle, and Bryce was kind of looking at me, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's yeah,
0: it happens." Yeah, well, like, like you said, I didn't even have hardly have a chance to get to the tree. I just saw there was a bear, and then it come out, and I'm still huffing and puffing because I was trying to keep up with you. And <laughs> yeah, it was it was the first tree was was nothing crazy, but there definitely was a little scuffle.
1: Mm-hmm. So they go sixty yards in tree again, and we get in there and. I mean, I don't know how everybody else is, but I tie my old dogs first. Like, I don't want them hurt. I don't want something happening to them. So I had Sassy. I tied I tied Sassy up first, and she was she was treeing. Like, that flipped. Her seeing that thing come out in front of her, like she was barking. She was barking. Now, was she toenailed in? No, not like she was Friday, but she was treeing. You know, treeing. So I caught her. I caught Spook and Kate, and I had just tied Kate up. And yep. Bryce
0: walks around the tree and here. So, So hold on, hold on. So, we go in there. And like I said, neither one of us had any intentions mm-hmm. on harvesting this bear. And we had relayed the message across <clears> the radio. <throat> we have a bear. And somebody, I forget who it was, said they were on their way. Mm-hmm. So, in hunter, my head, I looked hunter. up. Yeah. The, you know, the bear was hanging on the side of the tree. But it, to me, and I'm not an experienced bear hunter by any stretch of the term. But it, the bear didn't look uncomfortable i guess to Mm me and i am so used to being the camera guy because that's i mean most of the time when i go on these hunts i'm the one filming them so i'm sitting here worried about getting a good shot i'm like okay he's tying dogs up bears in the air i'm gonna get some footage and so i've got my phone in my hand trying to get some some footage for facebook reels and stuff for samper dogging that's right, for for dogging, and, and here, here come this bear out of the tree, guys, and I'm telling you, I was literally a foot and a half away from this bear face-to-face. I mean literally a foot and a half from this bear. He's hanging on the tree. He's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is the best footage I've ever got.
1: <laughs>
0: and then? And then
1: it comes out, and dogs and bear are rolling, and I start screaming at Bryce, shoot it, shoot it. And Bryce looks at me like, what do you want me to do? And then it dawned on him that, oh, I got a gun. And even though this was only probably 10, 15, 20 seconds, it was like slow motion. He throws his phone up in the air. (laughs) He throws his phone, grabs the gun. The bear literally comes around the tree on the side that he's on. And, you know, he's able to harvest a bear. So,
0: yeah, but, but no, so on my perspective of that, you know, that was Heats and, th- and that is an accurate, an accurate statement, but, but there's two sides to every story and I heard it differently. <laughs> so the bear comes out and like I said, I'm getting footage of the bear. Well, the, the bear and the dogs oh. start to do the old two-step tango and I in my head i'm like okay that's not good like we Mm -hmm. need to get the bear separated from the dogs but i didn't know how to separate the bear from the dogs because neither one of us packed the gun into the tree that was what was going through my head because we had no intentions on harvesting the bear and he's sidearm is not something that i'm used to carrying it's not like my everyday carry that i'm like oh yeah there it is and so i know he'd been yelling a few times and like he said it just clicked he's like (laughs) and i was like oh yes i do have the gun but then (laughs) It, but then once I got the gun unholstered, preparing to harvest the bear, it's like everything stopped kind of slow-mo. And all I hear in the background is, don't shoot my dogs. <laughs> That's did I did say that. <laughs> Absolutely. I said, don't kill my dogs. Uh, yeah. So, you know, got a couple rounds fired off and was able to, you know, ethically dispatch the bear without harming any of the dogs. And, Oh my gosh, guys, Like you talk about an adrenaline rush because we went from no plan on harvesting the bear to things got Western. They're doing the two-step tango rolling around on the ground. The bear is now harvested. The dogs are still barking. He's like got his hands scratching through the little hair he has left on his head. And I'm pretty sure I went ahead and wiped him out on the rest of it because he was stressed out. I'm stressed out. I didn't know. I was like, what just happened? You said
1: that. You literally said that when... When we got everything done and the dog's tied up, you were like, "Wow. What happened?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because we like I and I am guys, I'm I'm horrible. I never I, I don't carry, I hate carrying a gun. I have no desire to kill a bear and then I end up in the middle of something like that where you end up I mean, and I think about this a lot. Like training if that was training season, we'd have just had to let them work it out.
0: And, yeah, and there would have been some some tore up dogs because that bear had I think it was Trip. He had tripped down. No, he had. We had Hootie by the face. He had.
1: Remember, he got Houdini by the face. Yeah, but he and ended up, then he ended up, up, up the Yeah, yeah, he got he rolled Trip. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was um. I mean, that was a uh, in a two minute span. Well, however long it took us to walk from the first tree to the second tree to tie three dogs up and turn around, like. It went west, like everybody knows. Bear hunting stuff happens. It just it just does, but yeah, man, like it was a it it went from zero to a hundred in
0: real quick. Yes, like, yeah, and, and I, I, I'm gonna tell on myself a little bit just because it's it's a funnier part of the story. You know, you guys have heard people here on the podcast. Well, you've heard Heath on the podcast give Wes a hard time about shooting <laughs> shooting all the time. You know, so he just <laughs> fires off every round he's gotten a gun. Well, you know, I'm shooting a revolver here and. It took me, I never did have a real good clear shot at the bear. So I fired off four rounds. I only got one left. And the last round is what dispatched the bear. And I'm sitting here, like I said, I'm trying to figure out what just happened. I got no shells left. I didn't think to bring extra shells. Mm -mm. And Wes comes across the radio or or saw me in person. One of the times he looks at me, he goes, What's all them shots you had going on there? (laughs) You run out of shells? (laughs) So he he had a chance to, to poke some fun at me. And, uh, you know, it's all, it's all part of the camaraderie, which we love, you know, that's one of the best parts about hound hunting is the camaraderie. Um, you know, got the bear out of there and then one thing, you know, Greg showed up and I was able to show Greg what a bear looked like in case he forgot, <laughs> you know, because you heard earlier that the bear had run past him a couple of days before.
1: Well, no, we got to finish this. we got to finish it. we got to wrap this up. So after we got the bear out and it was Bryce's, it was Bryce's biggest bear. It was over 200 was. and yep. good, a good, a good bull bear. like I said. We, we were just, leave, we were leaving it. Like we had no, there was no intention to do that. And then, you know, just to keep them, the dogs getting tore all to pieces and everything else, it is what it is. But so after we got the bear out, got everything, got some pictures taken and everything else, um, I tell Wesley, I said, hey, you need to go, you need to go here and check this out. Well, he gets in 200 yards, finds a track, the dog, Maggie and Jake are opening and he ends up popping it right out of the bed. Yeah, another bear. Yeah, and he runs that one by Greg. Yep, it come out because Richard said, "Oh, it about hit the truck, like it about run into Rooster's truck."
0: <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it was yeah. good. But no, I was very, you know, very pleased with that bear. You know, had no intentions on taking it, but it was a nice bear, over two hundred, which is what you said your goal was for the mm-hmm. for the year was. Don't take anything under two hundred. We accomplished that goal.
1: Yep,
0: it was just a beautiful bear. You know, I've it's at the taxidermist right now. Um, so I am going to have a, a mountain done on that bear. Um, I did, we got all the, all, got all the meat off of it. Um, I mm-hmm. came home and you know, within two days I was having bear burgers. Yeah. Uh, so that was, you know, delicious. And then I actually, you know, I rendered the fat this year. Oh, so yeah. that was something I'd never done before. And I think you still have a bag of fat in your, I in your base. Yeah,
1: you left some of it here.
0: Yeah. I, I had two big bags. of have forgot one, but you'll yeah. have that. So, so I rendered down what I had. And was able to get four good Mason jars, uh, rendered down out of it. And I actually, today before this podcast, uh, I used it for the first time. I went ahead and put some shined up my nice going out boots. We got a, Mm. an event this weekend that I need some good, good boots for. So shined them up with some bear grease, got the belt shined up and I'm just excited, you know, to, to use the whole thing and and put Mm -hmm. the whole thing to good use. So,
1: yeah. And that's what we, that's what we want to do. Um, yeah. So you haven't cooked with it yet.
0: I have not cooked with it yet. No, I haven't. I haven't used it as a, as like a lard or a grease Mm -hmm. or anything yet. Yeah.
1: Oh, good. Well, Bryce, I think we've, um, we've probably worn out a welcome on this one today, but maybe we can come back around. But yeah, like had a, had a good season, you know, Bryce, we always have a good time when, when Bryce is down and we do pick and carry on with each other. And, you know, like that's what makes it fun is, is being able to tell those stories, you know, 20 years from now and ride Wesley and Gre- Wesley gives Greg more of a fit than anybody. And <laughs> he, I'm like,
0: he, he had him down. He had him so down. He wouldn't even come on the radio the next day. He made <laughs> us think uh, he left, left staying in bed and yeah. hunting by himself. <laughs> that's true. So anything you want to leave us with Bryce? No guys, I'm good. Like <clears throat> I said, he's, he's mentioned it. You know, we've probably worn out our welcome here, but you get two buddies talking about good times and that's just what uh-huh. you get. So, you know, guys, keep following Heath. He's doing a great job with the journey. Um, you know, he's teaching, training, and, and helping people learn every single week. He does a great job with his show. So, you know, keep following him. Make sure you follow him everywhere on uh, on his Instagram and social media and all that stuff. He puts out some great reels. I'm kind of jealous of the reels he puts out for you guys uh, with some tips and tricks and all that good stuff. So keep keep it up, buddy. You're doing a great job.
1: All right. And y'all go over to Bryce and follow our Simpert Dog and him and Basham
0: Yep, it's a good time. So I'm good, brother, man. I'm hungry. All right. Peace out. See you brother Yep